before we get going, I'd like to let you guys know that the British Podcast Awards is currently running. And while it is all uh, formal submissions and nominations and such, there is a category for People's Choice Award where you can go along to the website, uh, BritishPodcastAwards.com, and you can search for your favourite podcast in there. You don't have to be based in the UK to vote. All you need is an email address. So I'm going to recommend that you get on to BritishPodcastAwards.com. The link is in the show notes. And now, let's be realistic. An actual play, tabletop role-playing game podcast is not going to win. But it could help bring people to the attention of other listeners, advertisers, things like that. So I am going to recommend that all of you get online, go to BritishPodcastAward.com and vote for either Wizard on the Wind, which is an excellent actual play podcast that is playing 5th edition D&D in a wonderfully detailed world and they're telling a story that I think other people don't usually tell in a way that other people don't usually do. So it's worthwhile getting along there. The, the production is up there with Godsfall. Or, or if you've got a couple of email addresses, and go and vote for How We Roll Podcast. How We Roll Podcasts are a fantastic show focusing on Call of Cthulhu, but at the moment they're playing a D&D arc and going through uh, The Death House and Curse of Strahd, which promises to be absolutely brilliant because normally they do Call of Cthulhu, so taking D&D, applying horror to it, uh, is right in their wheelhouse. The DM, Joe, takes pre-written scenarios and then turns them around, rewrites them, adds a ton more detail, adds NPCs, lots of descriptions, lots of scripting, and it is magical what he can do with even the most bare-bones scenario. Joe has guested on our show before. He was Gaius on the Dark Heresy game. And Dave is also on the How We Roll podcast as a regular player. So if you haven't already, go listen to them and then vote for those podcasts. You can vote as many times as you have unique email addresses. So please do go ahead and just spam it. And as a tip, if you've got a Gmail account, you can put a full stop anywhere in that Gmail account and it will seem like a, a new account, but it will actually register to your account, which is weird. <clears throat> so I could put swordnut.radio at gmail.com and it would go to swordnutradio at gmail.com. So I could have like 17 votes. Okay, bear with me. I'm just going to go and vote 17 times. No one could love you more than I. Some could love you better. Hi, welcome to Swordnut Radio. This episode is the conclusion of our Cogs, Cakes and Swordsticks adventure. Written by Lynn Hardy and published by Modifius Entertainment. We join the erstwhile staff of the Bedfordshire Gentleman's Parcel and Post as they attempt to deal with nefarious train pirates who intend to waylay them. This episode, as voted for by the Swordnutters on Twitter, is big and beefy. Oh no, Harry, watch out. His blood's up. We might have to duck. <laughs> Again, no, no, Jason! Victorious! Having vanquished your foes. Outside the train, you, you, you hear a clatter. You presume the man that you, you've just brained with a door, falling into his companion, who in turn falls against the train and falls between the carriages, you hear, swearing in most uncouth language. Meanwhile, the young man, Jeff, inside your carriage is hit squarely in the back of the neck with your cosh and drops to the ground. Quite unconscious. Well, gentlemen, I, I think we can all establish that the paranoia wins the day again. <laughs> Excellent, Jeff. This is why we keep you around. Well done. Well, uh, unless any of you knows a bit of... Uh, first aid, I, I, a bit of surgery. I, I believe we should all probably pick up a sword and perhaps uh, head towards the back of the train. Indeed. 
You may affect any sort of roll to recover as you like. It is simply an action. You may receive uh, a cakes roll as a, as a pep talk. You may simply roll your own uh, roll to uh, walk it off, as it were. I will set the difficulty at tricky, which is a... In that case, I am probably just trying to walk this off like the tough man that I That's am. Set the, set the difficulty at a five. We need to find this... We need to find this man a cup of tea Natural and some five. stat. So I just sort of straighten myself out, stiff up a lip and all. And as your lip stiffens, your kidneys miraculously heal. <laughs> <laughs> but there's still a lot of blood, because we need this to be... Slap a hand on it, old boy. That'll stop bleeding. Tis but a flesh wound. So... Sporting a rather rakish limp at the moment, as more affected than anything else, <clears throat> just makes you look like a bad boy, really, like the sort of sort of guy people don't want to fuck with. Yes, so yes, indeed. <clears throat> what would you like to do? Where 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 are you going now? What is your plan of action? Um, gentlemen, shall we continue to give these buggers what for and head towards the the uh, engine car, or um, shall we you know, just? Decide that discretion is the better part of valor and retreat towards the caboose. Well, Jenkins, I think we should... Oh, I do apologize, Harry. Continue, on old boy. Oh, no, 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 no. William, of course, uh, you, you, you were first. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Please, please do go. I, it was my fault. You spoke first. Oh, no, 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 sir, sir. I, I cannot hear it. Uh, Several just, hours you... pass. Oh, <laughs> very, very rude. <laughs> <laughs> Which times Jen- <laughs> Jenkins has bled to death. <laughs> I am on the podcast going to like fade you out and then fade That's you back in again and then fade you out and fade you back in. <laughs> no, seriously, please, Harry. Of course, you, by all means, it's your your cho- your choice. You were speaking. <laughs> oh, very very gallant of you, sir. Thank you. I, I I was going to say, if the train stopped, there is a good chance that these these, these ruffians have done something to the engine men. And uh, we will not move anywhere until we perhaps do something about it. It is entirely possible. They've tied him up. So um, let's hope that's the worst of it. Let's get up to the front and at least we can get the train moving and get this package delivered on time. Mm. Step over the groaning form of Jeff. Hunting the boot. Stomp on his his face on the way. (laughs) And exit your carriage. You find it very easy to pass between carriages. You do note that... There is a, there is a the, the prone body of a man. You assume Dave, the delightful Dave, lying on the tracks beneath the carriageway, uh, beneath the carriage. Uh, gentlemen, I have a suggestion. Quarters were rather cramped inside. Shall we attempt to to advance on the top of the train? These ruffians seem to to have made a good job of it. That would be a good idea, as it's uh, it would be a bit faster and free to move. But would we not be exposed? Oh, we haven't seen any events of firearms yet. Yet. Shall we take that chance? Ah, well. Carry on, then. Maybe it would be a good idea to uh, remove one of the doors for Jesus as a shield. That would be a cogs roll, I believe, without any tools. Uh, unless you, you have tools. Uh, we have that swords. That would be a extremely tricky roll. <laughs> Yes, and then manoeuvring it down the very narrow corridor. No, no, on top of the they carriage. To do it in a hurry, I ah. believe it would be a dramatically tricky role to do that in a hurry. Given enough time, tricky. Given no time at all, dramatically tricky. Somebody give it a go. The hell with it. So, that would be a six. Four plus two with cogs. And how does your cogs... Uh, security. Security. Yes, so, uh... Remove a door. Oh. Okay, no, I'm going to send it. Still be sick of the sword sticks. Um... What... What is... What is your... What, what is your cog skill there? This is definitely a cog's role. Uh, delivery operations and security. Ah, so yes. That's your area of expertise. Mm-hmm. So... How, how does that area of expertise apply to the swift removal of a train carriageway door? Train I carriage did realise that, which is why I said actually I mean sword sticks. Um, which comes in handy considering we're using, we have swords, which we can use as a lever to uh, lever the screws out of the actual door frame. They're half pin barrel hinges! <laughs> <laughs> 
Indeed. So, using your sword and a, a, a bit of uh, a bit of applied leverage, you do manage to take this uh, take the door off its hinges. However, you were aiming for a seven. It makes the devilish din, as what you thought was the second-to-last screw, actually gives way and rips forth from the from the carriage. The last screw, the door, clattering and falling to the <clears throat> onto the recumbent figure on the tracks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, sir. Good, good show. Good try. At least he won't be getting up again. Oi! What are you doing there? Oi, you! Stand and deliver! And a rakish young man wearing a tricorn hat, clad all in black and wielding a cutlass, charges at you down the corridor of this no, train. I do declare. It's Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> Behind him, you see what you assume are passengers in the process of being robbed dart furtively back into their carriage. Uh, with a with with a cry, I, I throw my cosh under his legs, and I rolled a natural six, so that's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> and he rolled an eight. <laughs> <laughs> You're rolling too well tonight. But he, he rolled falls one forward, you. impaling himself on his sword through his eye, <laughs> cutting <laughs> off any thoughts as I saunter forward, pick up the tricornered hat, pull off my bowler, pop it on. And strike a rakish pose with my own saber. Good show, Jenkins! <laughs> so a lady inside the compartment faints away dead at the sight of such gore. <laughs> Fear not, ladies and gentlemen. We from... What's a delivery service name? Bedfordshire Gentleman's Parcel and Pest. We heroes from Bedfordshire Parcel and Post are here to save you. Please return to your carriages while we sort these buggers out. Sir, I saw, I saw more of them disappear up and down the carriages. There must be more of these rogues. At least one went ahead. How many cars back are we from the engine? Uh, you are three cars back. Ahead of you, there is a another second-class coach, which you're now in. You then have a first-class carriage. Then is the coal carriage, uh, the coal car, and then the engine. Gentlemen, I really do think we should we should uh, attempt the top. I agree with Jenkins. Going through here, there's going to be ruffians in every carriage looting. I agree, Jenkins. That's very good. Very good plan. As do I. Backtrack and climb up to yeah. the top. Before we do that, though, does the first class carriage seem to have any food? <laughs> I have a sudden craving for cucumber sandwiches. Pressing forward into the first class carriage, you'll make your way through, <clears throat> and you are greeted by the sight of an older gentleman we, standing we, we up. We climbed up onto the roof. You climbed up yes. on the roof? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. We changed our minds because there's going to be people in each carriage. You yeah. climbed upon the roof. As you... You meet an elderly <laughs> gentleman po- on the roof. Poking your head above... Uh, so who's going... Who, who, who's leading the charge out? Me, always. It's yeah. my job, isn't it? Yes. Uh, make me a cog roll, please. One. <laughs> you peek your head above the line of the of the, 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 the carriage, looking ahead, scanning for anyone who may be watching, waiting for such an egress. You see nobody and are confident. You scale onto you scale the ladder onto the, the roof and stand proud. It is only then you feel the unmistakable kiss of steel. Upon your neck. What are you doing? As you turn around slowly, you're greeted by the sight of an older man. (laughs) (laughs) Laying a rusty cutlass upon your neck. He too wears a tricorn and a rather rakish red bandana across his mouth, like in those westerns. (laughs) Right. I roll a five. Those westerns, which at this point are contemporary history. (laughs) I roll a four for a cakes roll. What? Don't you recognise me? I'm the new guy. <laughs> See? I've got a hat and all. <laughs> so that'll be a six. Polite and deferential to all he meets. Knock the cap. New guy. I heard there's bringing a new guy on. Are you Jeff? Yeah. 
That's me, Jeff. They said you was little. I think they must have been messing with me. <laughs> well, they don't call me little, Jeff. Bit of a joke it is. God, always, always messing with the old guy. Always trying to trying to get one past. Bloody hell. All right, uh, where, where are you off to? Uh, as soon as he does that, I plunge my rapier into his stomach, ripping upwards, and with a five big, beefy, gigantic feet of strength that makes it an eight, in just above the pelvis, straight up as his guts split out, spill out all over the top of the tracks. And absolutely drenching your compatriots. Those of yep. you still on the... <laughs> those of you who still have to uh, reach the top are drenched with the entrails and gore from this man. Shocking. I Don't would forget like the you... effluence. Definitely effluence. <laughs> I'd like to make it an extremely tricky... Ca- uh, what was it? Uh, sword sticks. An extremely oh, right. tricky sword sticks roll. This, you're, you are aiming for ah. a six, gentlemen. Nope. Natural one. Five. I'm afraid both of you have failed to contain yourselves. Please, describe the results. Absolutely drenched in blood, as are the, the rungs of the ladder. William Pettifer, being closest to the top at this time, loses grip, falls directly on top of Harry. The pair of them <laughs> take a sudden tumble all the way down to the bottom and lie in a crumpled heap on the floor, covered in gore and effluence and bits of um, guts and various <laughs> spreads. Um, Regrettably, what William didn't realise w- w- when he fell a- a- and landed on me, I was I was in mid-wretch <laughs> and vomit at, at the point of collision. So uh, as we f- rapidly fell, the projectile vomit went <laughs> up into the air, and as we lie upon the ground, it comes back down upon Both of you are now injured. Reduce all of your stats by one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say, we'll say the injury is mostly to your pride. <laughs> this is yes. this is a steampunk adventure. You've already taken a door down and killed everyone. <laughs> Why are you not looting the corpses? <laughs> In fact, you've looted the corpses. You have. You have looted the corpses. Oh my god! This is my skin. <laughs> god damn it, Jenkins! Why do you do this every time? <laughs> I know, this is another perfectly good suit that is ruined because of your violent makeup. I keep telling you, Harry, okay. go to my suit makers. They do this fantastic sort of um, coating, actually, yes. so it just mostly just wipes off. <laughs> yes, there is Teflon. Does, they does, have invented Teflon-coated clothing <laughs> in because it's steampunk. Does it protect you against <laughs> puppy's blood? Because I still cannot get the puppy's blood out of my suit from the last time we were out with Jenkins. I've never had an issue with it. <laughs> Excellent! I shall go there henceforth. Meanwhile, out in the British countryside, a longhorn cow imported from America <coughs> looks across at this strange contraption and these very, very silly men and decides, yes, it is correct to be a cow. Humans are silly things. And continues to munch. Content in his life. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm terribly sorry, but you know how I get when people are, are rude and impolite. I just can't stand it. I mean, all these people barging about, demanding people's things, insulting women. It just can't be stood for. Oh, indeed, Jenkins, indeed. But this stuff doesn't wash out if you don't remove it within a couple of hours. Well, remember the packages, all the packages. The packages what we need. We must carry indeed. on, gentlemen. Does anyone have yes. 400 litres of club soda? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we first to, class. to the munch cart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that, that that's too quintessentially bizarre in English. We will head towards the lunch cart to find the soda. To find the yeah. soda, um, what do you call them? The the, the soda bottle. Uh, the lunch yeah. cart you you are aware, gentlemen, is a half carriage, which is located behind the one in which you first entered the train. Well, yes, that that's in a good stiff drink, you know, just just, just to restore your spirits, gentlemen. <laughs> spirits for the spirits. That's what my mother always said. I, God I rest would her soul. Very much welcome yes. to double scotch right now. <laughs> Wait, do you know what? I'm not going to. I'm not going to make you roll for that. So th- there's a jump cut. <laughs> it's just it's just a jump cut where it's. <laughs> It's just, hmm, right, yes. And then it just cuts to to train, door, booze. 
down. Yes. Hits the table. Off. <laughs> yes. <laughs> everyone, everyone, yeah, so everyone, Door, everyone downs booze. a whiskey, nods at each other, and out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. So you are, gentlemen, you are once again on top of the train, should you wish to be. Yes. 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 And for, for the purposes yeah, yeah, of not? mechanics, we should, we should deal you two with heal. However, a good five yes, minutes have passed. The, the restorative properties of uh, strong alcohol. You start hearing noises and shouting. Commands being given, people running. Obviously, your, your actions have reached whoever is organizing this rebel. Where are the voices coming from? You hear some uh, beneath you. Obviously, with the, and the sounds of running and of opening of doors. Would all of you give me a cogs roll, please? Three, seven, which is a five plus two. Well, in that case, yes. Quick on the uptake, uh, five, then. William. Mm-hmm. With the spirits inside you now, and your, yes. your vigor restored, you are alert to the sound. Very much muffled, one assumes from the blood and entrails in adorning <laughs> the ladder. Blood drying in my ears. That someone is making their way up the ladder, perhaps having a difficult time of it, much scraping. Well, the rooms are rather slippery. You do hear a very odd sound. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jenkins, it sounds like somebody's trying to follow us. Perhaps we should uh, welcome them. Righto, sir. Right away. Making your way to the ladder, you see that there's a young man. What you assume is a young man. You can't really make it out past his tricorn hat. And <clears throat> he seems to be doubled over, retching at the sight of this gore. Is he on the stairs? Is he, like, retching on the ladder? He, he has some decorum, sir. He is retching onto the tracks. <laughs> is he within arm's reach? Uh, he is approximately four feet below you. So no. In that case, I'm going to wait for him to finish retching, and then reach down, grab him by the scruff of the neck, pull him up, plonk him on the on the uh, rooftop to interrogate him. <clears throat> and I rolled a seven. Indeed. Because I'm big and beefy. You know I'm big and beefy. You know I'm big and beefy. And we now have... We, we now have uh, a new show theme tune. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> you, you you bring this young man up and he is indeed a young man perhaps in his mid-twenties what would you like to do gentlemen uh, put my sword to his throat obviously making sure he was disarmed but I assume that happened when he sorry was that, was threw that, him up and plumped him down to his throat it's very hard to interrogate <laughs> someone once you've already <laughs> jammed a sword in them well, you know, depending upon where you jab the sword, of course. Was this I will, I will remind you that you, on your own podcast, I believe it was no, no, it wasn't you, was it? It was, it was, it was Curran, and so, but you interrogated someone yes. by punching them in the throat. <laughs> that was Curran. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was an epic fail, though. It's kind of like Heimlich maneuver gone wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. So, yes, continue. So, I, I say, gentlemen, and be very rude. What, what's your purpose here? Uh, well, we're, we 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 robbing the train, ain't we? You know, we 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 we're, we're, we're train pirates, innit? Like, <laughs> like then why? Sir? Like, 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 and 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 he he points uh, slowly at, at his hat as as if this would explain. Ah, well, that that, that does make a certain amount of sense. Do you consider yourselves pirates? Do you have a captain? Yeah, yeah, we we we've got a captain. I mean, like all, all pirates got a captain, innit? Like, like, like pirates, Pi- like like pirates, you know. Look, we we don't want to hurt anyone. That's that's not good for business. Cause, like, because like you you kill someone, you can't rob them again when they come home. You know what I mean? You know, like like you take you take the nice jewelry off the lady, and then like on the way home, you come on and and you you take the insurance money off her. Like, 
it's 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 just not good economics, is it? Like it what? Does what make it... Like why? What? Like why? Why, <laughs> why would you? Why would you kill? Why would why you? Were you robbing just us and not the rest of why the Why was? Train? Why was you killing old Billy? You killed old Billy. He was just our lookout. Like, like he was just looking out, and, and we weren't going to kill. Look, look I've, I've never killed anyone. None. I, I don't think any of us have killed anyone. Like unless they weren't sharing. But like. <laughs> Because <laughs> we have our story times, don't we? But like, it, it, like, why, 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 why are you doing this? Like, all you had to do was give us your wallet, and we'd let you I, go. Like, like, like I'm the captain. Like, but the captain, rude, the captain's, the captain's got to kill you now because, like, it's got a certain example. Like, or, or like, if we gets out in the papers that, that you, you you can just go around murdering people who are trying to rob you, then that's going to happen all the time, and that, that that's that's very bad economics, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh Billy never hurt anyone where is this captain of yours he made lovely scones I'm really sad now all portals for baking aside where is your captain I don't know it's wherever he wants the captain to be isn't it like it goes up and down like I don't know Alright, uh, then, then, then where is your pirate train? Billy had a wife, you know. And if she got no arms, that's why she doesn't do the cooking. <laughs> Jenkins, we're getting nothing out of him. <laughs> knock him out and get rid oh, of him. Oh, are you going to knock me out? Like, <laughs> yes. And, and just to be safe, step on his arm, pull it backwards, break arm, kick him oh, off the train. Oh, you are... Some, sometimes, Jenkins, you take far too much pleasure in these things. Well, I didn't take a job in typing, did I? <laughs> <laughs> there seems now a dreadful commotion, as the train you saw passing earlier is now backing up the tracks. You see it was parked just beyond the points where your train has stopped. However, it's now backing up, and there are shouts and disturbances as... Several people are, are sounding the alarm. You see that black-clad figures are jumping from the carriages directly to the tracks, running towards the the train on the other side. They seem to be making good their escape. Quick, gentlemen, this is our moment. They have cleared the track ahead of us. Let us press forth. Escape. Oh, I wanted to go after them. Give a few more of them a good, good lashing. Um, but I'm sure there are plenty still left in the train, Jenkins. Well, they, they, they don't seem to be trying to escape, sir. Just doesn't seem right. Maybe not yet. Oh well. Once we start moving, I'm sure they will endeavour to escape. Very well. Uh, on to onto the engine then. Mm, I think we should indeed. press off. Making your way to the engine. Mm. By the time that you reach the coal car, the train pirates have all made good their escape and have loaded themselves onto their their train and have dashed away with their ill-gotten gains. You make your way to the coal car. What would you like to do? Uh, I, I, I should take off my hat. I don't want to be mistaken for one of you ruffians. I've had my fun now. <clears throat> and we'll descend into the engine. I, I presume it's sort of typical of an engine at the time in that the, the uh, conductor's compartment is open at the back so they can access the cool car. It is indeed. You make your way with, with very little difficulty and notice that the, the train driver has been slightly untied. He's actually struggling with his bonds, and it seems like he's just whittling away. He, were you not to interfere, he would be free within within seconds. Uh, finish he, untying he, him. He, there you are. He, he seems rather rather alarmed at first, thinking you, you might be more of these assailants come back. Is well, I thought you... Oh. Uh, are you a passenger, sir? Uh, yes, I'm security for, for, for a parcel firm. I dealt with a few of those those jackanapes. If I may inquire, are all of you inside the engine car now? Uh, yes. Yes. So, I would like you to make... I would like uh, like Mr. Pettifer and Mr. Banks to roll cogs rolls. To... Sorry, uh, cakes rolls. To reassure the driver and engineer and the uh, Coleman that you are not, in fact, homicidal maniacs, coated as you are in blood. <laughs> I'm not coated okay. uh, oh them not me well well, William Pettifer is um, quite good in the social skills and personality anyway 
Um, so he rolls a seven, which is a four plus three. And uh, Harry is um, hardworking, serious, and practical. And realizing that the engine has been untended for a for a little bit, he immediately starts shoveling coal into the fire. Thus, meaning I have a five plus three eight. Indeed. So, so which uh, which one of you uh, got the eight? Uh, that was me. Indeed. So, uh, it seems most perturbed. However, uh, he, he does he does believe you are a passenger and not a, a pirate. Uh, and they ask you, uh, sir, uh, sir, why 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 are you covered in blood? It's not Poppy's blood. <laughs> well, I'm afraid that was my part. I may have spilled a little bit of pirate on my two companions here by accident. <laughs> Oh, right. So, you, you you were the reason of all the commotion, uh, uh, do I assume? Ah, yes, indeed. Uh, commotion yes, they, they, is me. They seem they they seem most agitated at, at one point. We, we we thought things were going to go badly, but they just they just ran. Well, that t- does tend to happen when you kill five or six of them. Five or six. Well, it's well, an off day. I understand, but you know. That's, well, that's that's amazing. That's. Were you, were you in the army? Uh, Heavyweight you're, you're, boxing you're champion. Hero, you're a hero, so this this is this is unprecedented. Um, we we, uh, we shall be getting underway very soon. Uh, no, normally, uh, passengers aren't, aren't allowed to, to ride up here, but I'm, I'm sure in your your case, we could be giving an exception. You can even sound the sound the whistle if you like. Oh, <laughs> golly, that'd be good. <laughs> Just doot, doot. and as you get underway. There are no further disturbances, save a slight crunching sound as the wheels roll over the point of where, where you remember you dropped a... Was it a door you dropped into the carriages? Mm. Oh. A door and maybe, a body. Yes, maybe there was a body under there. So maybe six became seven. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, just while the train is going on, I'm going to go back and pick up one of the tricorner tats as a souvenir. Indeed, sir. And in addition to the one you're already wearing, no, I, are, I took it off so they wouldn't mistake me. You are and I left it on by top, fellow so. passengers shaking your hand along the way. Another lady faints dead away yet again. <laughs> they, <laughs> although this time it might be in sheer admiration, and pulling up to the next scheduled stop, you hear the police. You actually do. You, it's the sound of the police. You actually do hear the police. Um, <laughs> you are. The train is stopped at the next at the next stop, and all passengers are requested to disembark the train to interview with the local constabulary, who have been alerted. What uh, do you do? Well, gentlemen, um, was there a time constraint on our, on on this delivery? No time constraints, but we do have a usual standard where we uh, always attempt to ensure the package is delivered in a timely manner. Well, um, I'll, I'll, I shall leave it up to you, gentlemen, as to whether we should uh, comply with the local constabulary. It does seem to be the uh, the cricket thing to do. Our our friend, the train driver, um, has said that we could ride in the actual engine. Maybe we could uh, encourage him to. Uh, so is it just stopping at the next stop or at our destination? The, the train will be stopping at the next stop and your destination is the very next station. However, there is a say five mile gap between the two. Okay. Well, we can always catch the next train. The train will be making a stop. The, the engine driver informs you that uh, uh, we'll, we'll have to stop at, at the next station, sir. Um, we Obviously, obviously, we've, we've our conductor has, has informed the police, um, but uh, we will hopefully just you know get the, the others are, you know, ask some questions and then we'll be uh, on our way. We, we, we'll, we'll be happy to, to, to vouch for you, sir. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure the other passengers would be would be happy to to vouch for you. Uh, obviously, with with all the. The blood and things. Would you like some overalls, sir? To change change out of those, because <laughs> blood doesn't come out of tweed. 
That would be uh, delightful. That would be fabulous. Mm. Easier to pass ourselves <laughs> off as uh, train workers and not. Have I got any of my mutton chops here? There's nothing in my beard, no, no blood or spatter. Okay. So you pull into the station and the train stops and everyone disembarks, including the train staff. The policemen are courteous and, and efficient and they, they move up and down and they they, they seem to uh, single you out. I mean, various passengers are pointing your direction and waving and smiling at you. They, they approach you and they say, uh, Hello, sir. Uh, we are led to believe that you may have prevented this from being much worse than it was. To whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? Um, and William Pettifer's just going to step forward uh, with his honest, open face. Rolls a six, which is um, a four plus... Sorry, no, sorry, seven, four plus three. Um, and he's just going to say, Well, we are from the Bedfordshire Gentleman's Parcel and Post. Um, in the process of delivering the pass- uh, package, uh, some gentlemen obviously stopped the train, set up us. Uh, seeing they were in the process of robbing, robbing everybody on the train. We decided, uh, obviously, in the interest of our contracts, that we could not allow them to remove the package from our uh, company's possession until it had been delivered to the uh, recipient. And, and who, who might that recipient be, sir? As addressed on the package, it was uh, the Honourable Ms. Constance Smethurst. Constance Smethurst. He says, noting down in his notepad. He puts away his notepad and says, uh, <clears throat> and says to you, uh, we of the Bedfordshire... Uh, why is he going common all of a sudden? He's supposed to be well-spoken. Uh, we of the Bedfordshire Constabulary would like to thank you for your actions, sir. Uh, we will be contacting your company for a, a full statement at y- your convenience. Uh, however, I think it's fairly clear from all the witness statements we've collected so far that your actions were above reproach. Perhaps excessive. But in the circumstances, uh, I think we can can safely say that you you were the heroes of the hour. May may I ask what it is you are conveying to um, Miss Smethurst? Company policy um, means that we must keep our uh, clients' packages confidential. I understand. I'm sure you understand. However, we have received intelligence that um, a group of odd criminals has been active. No doubt you've heard of the recent robbery uh, of Sir Bedford. Indeed, uh, at his home. We have, heard, we have heard of this. In fact, our learned friend, Mr. Jenkins here, indicated the large, bloody-covered gentleman next to me. Oh, he's spotless. Um, he is spotless. Uh, he's spot- uh, the, the, the large, um, rather muscle-bound gentleman next to me. Um, Mr. Jenkins um, here was actually good enough to avail of us of the circumstances of the, uh, uh, the robbery. Indeed. We are on the lookout for someone who may be receiving stolen goods. You see, rather along these uh, this this uh, these thieves' me- uh, modus operandi, the goods go to ground very quickly and are distributed in packages very much like this. They are couriered all over the country. You see. This, this, oh, escapes our detection because we, we cannot cast a wide enough net we can't obviously look at every package going through the, the mail however a package of which you would which is obviously the value that you would defend with extreme violence has, has, has <laughs> my attention and I wonder if you would uh, allow me to uh, confide in you sir that we will be watching uh, each station we are watching every station on the line between Bedford and London for people receiving stolen goods in this manner would you be would would you be amenable to the idea of perhaps delaying your your delivery uh, as you hand it over perhaps the person you're talking to Perhaps she could be delayed, uh, or just 
kept talking while we make our investigations as 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 to her identity. My good man, I, I don't know what kind of delivery service you think we are, but regardless of the package, its nature, its size, its contents, whether it be pencils or a priceless family heirloom, we would guard this package Indeed. with our lives. We do not know what is in this package, and therefore our actions today on the train cannot be attributed to knowing what is in the package. And also, it is the company's firm belief that a package must be delivered as quickly as possible. This is how we have maintained our position within the delivery service. So although I appreciate your position, we cannot and will not delay our delivery. Once the package has been delivered and is within the hands of uh, Miss Withhurst, yes, thank you, um, you may, of course, do whatever you wish with it, but until that point, it is our sworn duty to get it into her hands as quickly and as efficiently as possible. I hope I've made myself clear on this Indeed, indeed sir. Uh, it, uh, there is no onus upon you to uh, cooperate with our further investigation, and, and indeed you stated your case rather erudically. It, 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 it does not behoove us to get in the way of commerce, does it not? So, the erstwhile constable leaves you and uh, takes your takes your details, takes your uh, uh, contact details and the, the address of your company head office in order to, to follow up at your convenience. And he allows you to board the train and in short order, all of your fellow travellers have boarded the train and you are underway. You pull into St. Pancras Station, marvellous glass roof, and alight the train. You see, along the platform, no one waiting for you. However, on the concourse, perhaps your contact would be located, as one must purchase a ticket to enter onto the platforms. Are there any ladies present? (laughs) <laughs> there are many ladies present however all of them seem to be moving off towards the concourse or on towards trains I, I suppose we'll simply have to wait here or head into the main waiting area for a ticket collection area if she can't get onto the platform ah, she doesn't have a ticket okay, then head into the... you move towards the concourse and newly appointed and spick and span you do notice that directly ahead of your platform egress is a lady in very fine clothing. She seems to be nobility, at least, with the silks and petticoats. and She is also accompanied by a rather large valet standing close to her and holding a sign which is emblazoned with your company name. We proceed towards the article uh, I sort of hang back, because that's what I do. As you approach, the large man waits for you to come within several yards and then steps forward. Um, sorry, gentlemen, if you have, uh, business here, but I would appreciate if you would keep your distance. Thank you. So, um... Uh, he seems very confused. William Pestle will hold out a hand, and I'm going to put my Kate's skill into interaction here, and just say, um... Uh, so it's, uh, it's five, so that's uh, three, and three plus two. And it's just going to say, Ah, oh, Miss Constance Smethurst, I presume. To the large gentleman. The large gentleman doesn't seem taken aback, however, his manner does change rather abruptly to a much more civilised one. He turns and looks at his mistress, his mistress nods, and he moves back to his place behind her off her shoulder. She greets you with a warm smile and says, Gentlemen, thank you. I, I would... I trust nothing bad happened on the way. Oh, madam, stories we could tell. You seem very oddly dressed for delivery, man. You, you, your, your overalls are... Is, is, this, is this a new company uniform? Not at all. Simply that uh, my associate, Mr. Jenkins, um, becomes rather shall we say, ebullient in uh, conducting his duties. Um, when we encountered some ruffians on the lines, um, that unfortunately resulted in uh, some damage to my previous attire. 
Um, thankfully, the train conductor was kind of tremendous overalls. Ruffians, um, sh- sh- at this point, the-, the lady seems very agitated indeed, and uh, whispers uh, over her shoulder, with your successful cakes roll, you are able to overhear. You said, Jenkins, get it, just, just, get it, let's be off, okay? And make a quick exit. And and she turns to you and says, uh, I, 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 thank you, thank you, gentlemen. Um, however, I, I, would, I, I am in a hurry, and um, I appreciate, this, this, would, would, do you require me to sign anything? I, I'll, I'll take the package now, thank you. Uh, yes, yes. Yes, please. And if you have some, ahead, and if you have some form of identification on you to uh, to prove we are delivering to the correct person, that would be marvellous. This this is eighteen eighty. No one has. Oh come on, surely no papers, passports, nothing. I, I'm I'm sorry. I've left my birth certificate at, at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in eighteen eighty. You don't need a passport. Oh, I'm very sorry. We should just have to return this package back to the depot then. Yes, we shall be on our way. The only idea I require is is this picture of the queen <laughs> and she. Hands you a, a crisp five pound note. There's a tip for a job well done. She seems highly agitated. In fact, and it's, it's starting to. She starts to reach for the package itself. However, she gestures to to her man. So, uh, if, if you if you uh, just allow, allow Jenkins to, to carry that for me, that would be very nice. Jenkins steps forward and attempts to take the package off you rather abruptly. William will just say, uh, I apologise, madam, but unfortunately, as per the contracts signed by yourselves and the uh, sender of the package, this must be delivered directly into your own hands. What you do at that point is your choice if you have to and Jenkins to take it. But I do have to deliver this directly um, to yourself. Fine, 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 fine. I, 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 fine, I shall take it and I shall give it to yes that's fine this 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 this, this fine it's most yes anyway, anyway yeah fine yes okay uh, and, she doesn't say um, okay because the agent just yes 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 and, and she she reaches forward and, and, and takes the package okay. um and just before letting go and your signature please madam uh, um yes uh uh jenkins 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 uh just, just, just yes and uh her man jenkins reaches into his, his inside pocket and well, pulls forth a, a fountain pen and presents a turn, she happily signs your chit. Job done, gentlemen. <laughs> Let's go to the pub. <laughs> and as you confidently stride from the station, knowing that the job was well done, looking for the railway pub, you hear behind you an almighty cacophony as whistles and yells of stop and oi you stop <laughs> echo throughout the huge cavernous concourse, newly marbled and clad in clad in glass at finest expense. In fact, it's a rather effective echo chamber as the sounds of truncheons being laid to heads <laughs> and of a large man struggling against the erstwhile constabulary of Greater London. And as you sit down at the bar, and order a nice, warm beer. <laughs> you are treated to the sounds of shutters and of flashes going off as the assembled press meet the police at the event of their successful capture of the Toffs gang. And that, gentlemen, is where we leave our story. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Cogscapes and Sword Sticks was written by Lynn Hardy and is published by Modifius Entertainment. We really enjoyed playing this game and it's on the list of things that we do want to play again. But that list is quite long. So if you enjoyed listening to it, let us know and we'll move it up in the rotation. If you'd like to play this game yourself, head on over to modifius.com. Links in the show notes where you can get yourself the collected edition of Cogscapes and Sword Sticks, which includes several pre-written adventures, including this one. And they also have a standalone adventure called In the Bleak Midsummer. Modifius are also in the beta testing phase for Star Trek Adventures, which I honestly can't wait for. And they also publish Mutant Gen Lab Alpha, which is shortly to be on One Shot Podcast. 
Intro music was by Louis Barabbas and the Bedlam Six. All other music was by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Stay tuned for some bloopers and some discussion about the game. You can get in touch with us at swordnutradio at gmail.com. That's swordnutradio at gmail.com. Or at swordnutradio on Twitter. We also have a Tumblr now. Um, so if you do Tumblr, find Swordnut Radio on there. I, I do things in the mash buttons because I don't really know how Tumblr works. Get on there, find me, and educate me. Thanks for listening. Dart furtively back into their car. <laughs> because I'm big and beefy. You know I'm big and beefy. You know I'm big and beefy. Cause I'm big and beefy, you know I'm big and beefy. Cause I'm big and beefy, you know I'm big and beefy. Cause I'm big and beefy, you know I'm big and beefy. Cause I'm big and beefy, you know I'm big and beefy. You know I'm big and beefy. It's just like we find our way through everything. And over the package, go to the pub, drink, and just. <laughs> and we just completely well, ignore well drink our beer. There'll be the sounds of an almighty bust up going on. I had I had I had Jenkins pitch it as odd job. Um, he's not. <laughs> Why did he's, he name the other tough guy Jenkins too? Oh shit! His name is Jenkins. Your name is <laughs> yeah. Jenkins. Oh well, that one. There's a lot of Jenkins. For a second, yeah. It'll have to be confusing. Um, I might, I might fix that in post. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> uh, so, what did we think of Cogs, Cakes, and Sword Snakes? I think I like it. I think we need to be more big goddamn heroes than diligent employees of the company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this sort of more amusing bits. I like that. I like that. It's like sticking, sticking to, sticking to the job. It's like, no, we're not going to take this, this plot hook bait. We're, we're delivery guys. We're going to do that. <laughs> the main reason pirates will slaughter train pirates to do our job. Yes. <laughs> the thing is, the main reason. I but we're not police. The, <laughs> the main reason I stuck with the whole "we have to deliver the package" thing is it actually says in my character's background, his reputation is well deserved. Virtually nothing can keep him from delivering those important parcels. Do you know? I, I think I think that that works very well. I think that's that's a well-written part of this adventure because it's supposed to be. I mean, there there are three different adventures in in this um, in this book. Um, I mean, we, we've seen the rules. The rules are one side of A4, and that that's it. Um, and then the rest is explaining things and how to make characters and things like you could just freeform create a character with. Um, what expertise they have, but it has a lot of suggestions. Um, so you could just pick one randomly or roll for one. Um, but the next one is a lot more intrigue. It's a lot more uh, stuff to do. There's a lot of NPCs. There were only four NPCs in this. Um, it was the uh, policeman and the policeman, the pirates as a whole. There wasn't a captain necessarily. Um, it was just left up to me. Um, and there was a uh, was it Smethurst herself and a police captain and we didn't spend long enough with Smethurst for me to use those stats at all so that, that's fine and um, but it there's very little in that as written um, so it was just a case of where things go is up to how much time you're taking and this that really could be done in 15 minutes and it's just there it's the tutorial you know it's it's the it's the um make a few rolls to figure out what the flavor of this thing is and once once you know that now read the rest of the rule book kind of thing um and the, the next adventure has you going to the flying steam city of atlantis where there's all sorts of political machinations going on and um, we shall ignore it all because we have packages to deliver god damn it <laughs> yeah. uh I, I think you you play different characters as the thing and you're like scientists and and diplomats and like of a whole different class but the, i think this was supposed to keep you out of too much trouble so you can just learn the game and it's fine without too much to, to worry about but i love the fact that you guys were just like no Damn it! We shall deliver this thing, and we will slaughter anyone who gets in our way. But we are not the police. Damn it! So yeah, pub. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're basically just we're basically just regular class workers. Like we do our job, and then look, we got we got we got a tip. Oh, I know. Good call. Let's go to the pub. Yeah. Mm. Like the, the directions. The, the, 
<laughs> like the directions for the the pirates as well is is just their stats and uh, you know, the, the same character sheet that you guys got or, or lack of character sheet it is is here's their stats here's what they're good at and they're supposed to be dashing and charming and all that sort of stuff and I thought that was too I I thought that might have confused between if the, if the idea of the Toffs gang came up people who rob rich people who actually are rich people and thus are very sophisticated in what they do um, and sort of a borough approach but like I thought it might confuse things because I, I was confused as to whether the pirates had anything to do with the gang and I thought well if they, they are why would they be robbing the train surely they just wanted to arrive and all that sort of stuff the package you're, was actually your guy on the top of the train that's hilarious <laughs> go on yeah what, what was in the package <laughs> I, I weigh everything in swords the only reason I knew I know what a pound is is I know that a, a, the, a sword is about three pounds four pounds I was like uh, okay so it's about that um, but yeah, I thought the guy, the guy on the, the, guy on the top was like they were supposed to be dashing. They were supposed to be like rakish, you know, uh, pirates who were like aha, you know. And, and one of you was supposed to be a lady in this, and I think that that's it's possibly supposed to play into that idea of, of like aha, well, you know, hello. But like, um, I thought, well, I need to make someone relatable here, or, or bring this out of the usual hack and slash, and you know, here's, here's a ne'er do well who is just this this guy, and I thought. I need to give them dimension, so that I, was it. I probably didn't play very well, but the way in which I was actually trying to play um, Harry there, because I'd completely done a gender swap on it, I was trying to do it like one of the... Um, I like that you did an absolute gender swap as well, because his father, her father is supposed to run the, the company, so you gender yeah. swap that as well, so it's like her, her mum, oh, his mum runs the company, it's brilliant. Mummy. Yes. Well, no. I I was trying to. What? What? Uh, do you know the, um, the 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 women at the time that were trying to get the vote? What? What were they called? The suffragettes. Uh, suffragettes. Yeah. I was trying to kind of like play like a suffragette, but as a man. Hmm. And, and, and that was my core concept going into it, and I just kept forgetting to kind of do that. So that's why it was like uh, the people's post service instead of gentlemen's, because it was like, oh, you know, fair representation and all that kind of thing. Very difficult to get a uh, a lot of that sort of subtext yeah, into yeah. a two-hour uh, one-shot, which you know. But yeah, I did, I did, I did see a lot of the little little touches. That was that was quite good. That um, yeah, I, I did like that kind of like. Just Adam takes a, yeah, takes charge at the end. And is just like no, no, we did we delivery guys. <laughs> I thought it was brilliant. You just nope on past it, and like, yeah. But I, but but we only had like you know ten twenty minutes to wrap it up, and I was like, oh, well okay, yeah, that's fine. Because in the book, um, one of the options is that you get robbed, mm. and that's it. Uh, and and when the idea is when you arrive, you arrive with the package. The police are looking for item an item of that size that is definitely missing. Like not a lot went missing, but that was one. Um, and so they're watching you, and they're watching all these stations. So they know the size of the package they're looking for, and they're going to swoop on them. And it's like they might have seen it before, kind of thing. Like they've got their eye, they've got their eye on this person. But the idea is, that, well, if you hand over the package, that none of that's explained. But um, the, the, what it says is, if you hand over the package, you haven't been robbed, you manage to keep it, then the police swoop. If you have been robbed, she gets really agitated and leaves, and that's it. That's just, just, um, uh, but you know, it's it's not supposed to be like a, a beginning, a middle, and end. It's a, just supposed to be a, a tutorial. But yeah, I think I think you you gave it the only end it could. Like there's a, there's only kind of you keep the package and the police swoop and your heroes, or you you nope out of it. And I thought that you know that, that was pretty good. So, it's so a nice it's a nice little credit sequence as well. It's like this, this yeah. keeps happening in the back, and you're just like, <sighs> so <laughs> yeah. Tottenham, eh? Oof. <laughs> Head to the Winchester and have a nice pint and wait for all this to blow over. Yeah. I don't know why. Those damn Aussies and their body line bowlers, eh? Hmm. So, if we were creating characters from scratch, then is there kind of like a dice pool that you pull from for the that you split between the three different categories? No, you have um, you've got two categories at plus two and one at plus three. So you have a oh, primary so you just, and your secondaries. So you just pick which which way you want to have it. Yeah. The idea then, is you've got you've got to choose your specialism. And right. that is that is what goes into it. So um, let's have a say, look. doesn't it as well that you can just make them up as well, can't you? You, you can make them up, um, and there is an entire chapter here of sample attributes. Um, so this is um, uh, in the Cogs one. It separates them out by general theme as well. So I'm looking at like three, four pages of, of just Cogs 
um, stuff. So there's the arts. You've got allow me to illustrate. You're a skilled engraver and printer. Um, culture and questions. Armchair traveler. You're widely read on foreign cultures. Uh, literary. Flights of fancy. You're a talented journalist but prefer creative writing. Military. Uh, you're a squaddy. You have a general knowledge of history and uh, army history and tactics. Um, let's see. Cakes. Um, under charm. Uh, dainty but dangerous. Uh, or jolly jack tar. Um, ambitious and determined. You, you've got um, just no stopping you, or you know your own mind. Or so there's loads and loads of these things. You, so you can look at it and go, what kind of flavour do I want my character to be? Are they a confident person? Oh, there's a confidence bit in the cakes section. Right. Okay. So uh, feisty filly. You know, uh, that's one. A gentle giant. Um, so the honest open face is in there. And again, sword sticks. You've got so much here that's not just beating people up. Basically, I was I was looking along, and there was this little. Um, I couldn't see the actual stack of books, but there was just a little, um, like half business card size thing that said "Cogs, Cakes, and Sword Sticks." And I went, "I need that. Whatever that is, I need that." Um, and it, it was only fifteen quid. I thought, "Oh, brilliant!" And they said, "Okay, well." Um, so yeah, this was fantastic. Um, sell it, sell it to me, like. What what is this? And they said, well, um, ask ask the author. She's there. I'm like, oh, hi. Um, <laughs> and and I did ask her uh, if it was okay to to have this on a podcast and stuff. And she said, yeah, brilliant. You know, she's she's done a podcast interview before. Uh, and I have a forty eight hour um, Cthulhu game ahead of me over the weekend. Oh, you Call of Cthulhu, yeah. Are you, is, anyone as well? is anyone going to Manchester Comic Con? No, I. I'm really upset that I'm missing it because I'm doing this Cthulhu, but then again, it's it's for you Cthulhu, Cthulhu, so you know. Are you sleeping during this? It's <laughs> just, a, just a sleeping character. It's start. We're starting on Friday night, going all the way through Saturday, and then kind of finishing it off, kind of like Sunday up until about lunchtime. Jesus. Expect to get through in that time period. Um, well, we did, last time we did this, we only got we only had one character, uh, and it was actually. Not too bad. I only came out of it with one mental illness. <laughs> However, that said, if I ever find the brain chart, we've, like, the, like the brainstorming chart we've got together with like all the different characters, events, and things that we're trying to connect together as part of the storyline, you'll just take one look at it and go, holy fuck. Excuse me one second. I believe my wife is trying to enter the room. Hello? <laughs> yes, please. I would like a coffee. Thank you. T-Man! T-Goddammit! Hmm? The door behind you, did you make it? No. No. I'm afraid not. Um, in this room, the only thing I've made is that sword rack. So, Very nice. Um, and I made it in about 20 minutes. <laughs> out of looks scrap. So Excellent. The only thing I made in this room is this... Uh, Canon printer. Uh, it was devilish hard to make, but um, it did take me about two days. <laughs> you made the Canon printer? Yes, I, I, I whistled it out of a giant block of <laughs> Bloodbath. Just such a bloodbath. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you don't have to solve all of the problems of violence, but it is fun. Of course it is. That's half the point. Oh my god. Violence solves everything. Yes, it does. Shoot the lock. Thank you, wife. <laughs> Ooh, hobgoblin. Real yes. beer. Out of a can, though, you heathen. Uh, I bought it for Shandy's. What? <laughs> there is nothing better for like a for nausea than a than a nice dark beer, Shandy. I don't know really? why. It just just one day I was just like. Oh, feeling really sick and was like, oh, that's what I want right now. Went and got it and it's like, this is amazing. I feel fine now. And now that's a go-to. Ah, yeah, I know. Jealous. Branding. <clears throat> branding, branding. Indeed. Branding, branding, branding. Oh, um, just before we uh, crack on, just because I feel my um, drinking credibility was called into question <laughs> with the Fosters earlier on, I have brought out the good stuff and I am now on Samuel Smith's Brown, uh, brown, not brown ale. Mm. Good, good. Here's the thing. Did I mm. did I tell you this? The like, good stuff. They have Nuki Brown in, in in America. They have Nuki Brown, except it's mm -hmm. just called brown. Mm. Because they don't, yeah. 
They don't, they don't get that it's there. Everyone calls it Newcastle Brown Ale, but the company's called Newcastle, so they just call it Brown. And it's it's fancy. It's it's like a it fancy is. beer. But so is Foster's, <laughs> which is disturbing. My, my, yeah, my mate was it's over like there. On the uh, imports. He was in Vegas, and he was at one of these bars that specializes in doing lots of stuff from all over the world. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to have this cider in. It's amazing. It's special. It's uh, Oh, it's a shame you're not here for it. He's like, oh, what is it? Oh, it's Strongbow. <laughs> to be fair... Americans now have as much good beer as English people. I went to a liquor store in Oklahoma, which is not exactly a beer mecca, but there's already three or four microbreweries just in Oklahoma City. And again, somewhere north, there would be 20 in a city that size. Yeah. But I went to a, a, a liquor store, and the aisle of beer was just like, I could spend several years here. Yeah. drinking think, my way the, through all of these craft beers. I think America took it uh, mm. took it to heart that they were being mocked for beer all the time. Like, yeah. they actually can do beer now. A and lot now of them choose not to, but they can do Fucking amazing. Beer. Yeah. Um, but like, better than England. For, the selection for, is much it's, it's, better it's than the, England now. It's more the cultural incongruity. Like, we import some American beers now, but, like... Um, I think you can get pabs in some supermarkets and things like that, but like, and we have no idea like how good they're they're seen in America. We just have like our, our taste for it. But like, um, for the cultural comparison, mm-hmm. Foster's is the drink of wife beaters, mm-hmm. and um, Strongbow is the drink of teenage pregnancy, and Newcastle. Oh, hang on a bit. No, no, no. Uh, Stella is the drink of wife. Oh, Stella, yeah. Foster's is for people who want to beat their wives, but they're too weak. Foster's <laughs> is the drink of people who get beaten by their wives. <laughs> uh, yeah, Strongbow is for teenage pregnancy, and um, especially it's not white with blackcurrant cordial. Yes. Uh, it's a thing called snake bite and black. Um, uh, you know, snake bite of, and black uh, is uh, half lager, half cider, style. and blackcurrant. For all our uh, cheap, uh, for all our American listeners, uh, our cheapest kind of nastiest cider that we have over here is oh. White Lightning, which is just vile. Uh, I had a friend who did a stint as working as a janitor at a uh, pool, a swimming pool, and they used to clean the changing rooms <laughs> with a bottle of White Lightning. They would just empty an entire liter bottle onto the floor, mop it all out, leave it for ten minutes, come back, swill it all down, and they said it would clean it better than that. It's <laughs> hilarious. And uh, and what yeah. else is there? So we had Nuki Brown. Nuki Brown, um, if in case you're wondering why it comes in a rather heavy bottle, it's because Nuki Brown is for people who like to fight. And the idea is that if you have a normal bottle and you break it over someone's head, you've only got one use of it. Nuki Brown will at least give you two blows. <laughs> <laughs> it ba- it, it'll bounce the first time. <laughs> Yeah, well, you remember in America we do have our equivalents. We have malt liquor, which I have now tried. What is that? <laughs> it's 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 just sh- it's it's beer that's too shitty to actually be called beer. Because malt malt liquor to me malt liquor is, is whiskey. beer. Yeah. Well, no, but it's not distilled. It's just mm. brewed. So mm. it, it you know, and beer is malted grain brewed. Um, I don't think it has much hop. I think it's sort of, sort of like without it's the just, hops. Yeah, it's just the, I think I think the word <clears throat> liquor didn't evolve along the same lines in both countries. It was like a liquor. I, I think I, it, I, know, I, I think it was actually liquid, yeah. I think it was a, actually a sort of it, it, it was a thing where it was designed to sort of circumvent beer taxes, so they didn't call it beer. Mm. That's just a guess. I don't is, know. Is liquor even an expression that is even really used in this country? I mean, I know we have like whenever I think of liquor, my brain instantly goes to liqueur. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, we, I, we don't I use it much, but yeah, liquor. Is still there, like if if you if you do it, if I haven't worked in supermarkets or things, it's, it's the liquor department. It's not the alcohol department. Uh, uh, it's I, I I always found it was okay. Style. <laughs> I just I just googled it. Malt liquor is essentially what's the what's what's the alky beer you get? Is it like um special brew? Special brew. It is special. Oh my brew. god! It's special brew. <laughs> it's special brew. Oh, oh god! Drink of choice for a Scotsman. It's not so much an alcoholic mm, beverage, okay, it's a so. soup. <laughs> Bread soup. 